Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. Wow, what a blessing. Boy, I tell you what, our our emotions are just running over in so many different ways. I really think the Lord has brought uh, uh, Alex here today for for such a time as this. You know, I'm I'm not supposed to be here right now, if I could put it that that, that way. This past Sunday, I was scheduled to fly out to Israel, and uh, and I was going to be there for a couple weeks. And of course, the flight was canceled, as you would uh, expect and understand. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, but I had, uh, I had a guest speaker scheduled for this Shabbat because I was going to be out of town and I'm like, wow, as, as this, this week has been, uh, <laughs> it turned out to be a very busy week here for me, uh, as you would expect with all the Israel things kind of flooding, uh, into me with uh, everything going on. And it's a, it's a real blessing for me to be able to rely on my brother, I got to tell you, I love Alex Yolanga. Uh, I'll tell you first a little bit about him if you don't remember him from the last time he was here. Uh, he's the senior leader of the Zambia Messianic Fellowship, comprised of nine Messianic Jewish congregations. Uh, and, and their ministry includes a radio outreach called Shalom Zambia, which goes out to over 2 million listeners each week. They also, he and his wife Faye, run the Jerome Fleischer Orphanage that provides free Messianic-based education, meals, and school supplies to hundreds of children. And uh, and, and I got to tell you, I, I hope you report on, on what you did last night. For many years, us, the Temple Teens, and Bethel has uh, has actually uh, kind of supported, and they call it uh, adopting, so to speak, one of the orphans over there. And I think Dara told me last night we've... Uh, what, and and we've been supporting him since he was like pre-K, and now he's in about ninth grade or so, I think. Ninth grade, January, yeah. And uh, and you're going to hear a little bit about the the amazing things that God is doing through uh, the orphanage and and through uh, the Yalenga family. Uh, and so, uh, but but beyond that, I got to tell you, this is a man that that to me uh, has kind of like a King David heart. Uh, he, he's soft-spoken, uh, but powerful in the Lord. Uh, he, he's gentle, but strong. Uh, and, uh, and he's very humble man. And, uh, if you know the story of his whole background about, about how he even got involved in Messianic Judaism, it's, it's a, it's something that should be a movie. It's such a remarkable story. And, and he's such a brother, and he ministers and blesses me through, through his kindness and, and, uh, and his spirit. 
and and so he's doing a wonderful work of the Lord. He's part of the IAMCS, uh, our same global organization of Messianic congregations, uh, and just a real brother and somebody that I personally admire. Uh, and so let's give him back a big Bethel welcome. Alex Yolenga, everybody. Wow. Shabbat Shalom. <laughs> uh, such an honor to be here. Thank you, Rabbi. And uh, you guys are a blessing. You're a pillar in the movement. And uh, I thank the Lord for you. I speak for many when I say that uh, the Lord has used this congregation uh, not only to bless the community here, but in Israel and uh, around the world as well. Yeah, so um, I want to say thank you once again for this great opportunity to stand before you. Of course, I bring greetings from Zambia. And uh, I'll tell you that our God, the great God of Israel, is a God who rules over all nations. At this point in time, it's been a very difficult time for all of us with what is going on in the land. But remember that the great God of Israel rules all nations. He overrules all decisions. And uh, this is a time to set our eyes on Him. It's time to set our eyes on Him. It's easy to set our eyes on the mountains and forget the one who moves the mountains. And that's the great God of Israel. Our God is mysterious, unpredictable, but consistent. He has promised to always be with our people. He may be quiet, but he's not still. With all that is going on, this is a time to cry out to him, and we know that he hears the cries of his people. Looking at what has been going on in the land, you can see that when it comes to our people, uh, Israel, the Jewish people, you will you you quickly say that when it comes to our people, the devil does not delegate; he comes after us. But greater is he that is with Israel, greater is he that is with you, than he that is in the world. Just having come from Sukkot, you know. If great feast, which tells of how the nations will gather in Jerusalem, together with our people, to worship the King Messiah. And you can see how the enemy thinks he can stop all that. We know Israel will come out stronger. These are not the days to be fearful. These are the days to look up to our God. There is none like him. Uh, I just want to also share a little bit about uh, what the Lord has been doing in our part of the world. Uh, in Zambia, your great congregation has been a, a big part of what the Lord has been doing, as Rabbi Kevin said. Uh, uh, we've been uh, in, uh, involved with you guys for the last 17 years. And uh, I just want to say thank you once again to the teens who are sponsoring uh, uh, one of the orphans that we're taking care of. 
But uh, for the last uh, uh, five years, we've been reaching out to the Lemba Jews. Uh, these are black Jews who are found in Southern Africa. There are about 150,000 of them. They are Kohanim. Their D DNA tells as proven that they are actually Kohanim. And uh, we have uh, most of them in Zimbabwe, Northern South Africa, Western Mozambique and Zambia, a little bit in Malawi as well. Yeah, so for the last five years, we've been reaching out to the Lemba Jews. Very interesting. But, you know, the Lord calls us to plant the seed. He does the rest. And sometimes we don't live to see the results of our efforts, but it's all about Him. Yeah, but we were privileged this year. Uh, uh, a group of uh, elders from the Lemba Jews in Zambia showed up at, at our little office and they're like, okay, we need to talk to you. I was okay, what's going on now? And they're like, uh, we've been listening to you and we feel that it's time for us uh, to, to follow Yeshua and uh, just uh, hold on to our heritage. So we want you to come and plant a Messianic Jewish congregation in the seven Lemba villages. I almost fell off my chair. I was like, wow. Yeah, you, you talk of uh, that scripture which says the harvest is, uh, is plenty. The workers are few. I was like, how do I tell them that we, we, we can't be in all the seven villages right now? So I was like, okay, we'll start with one, and then we'll move on to the next one and so forth. And man, it's been such a blessing as they worship I'll tell you what, if you want to see the move of the Spirit, if you want to see revival in the body, reach out to the Jew first. The Lord has promised us the life from the dead experience will happen when Israel embraces Yeshua. When Israel recognizes Yeshua, you and I are called to present Yeshua as he is, because over the years, he's been stripped of his Jewishness. When our people look at him, they see someone very strange. Our job is to present him as the Messiah of Israel and of the world. So we're very excited at uh, uh, what the Lord is doing among the Lemba Jews. Please pray that uh, many of them will come to faith. And uh, not only that, we've been also reaching out to the traditional Jewish community in my country. Um, uh, the, most of them are Ashkenazi Jews coming from uh, Eastern Europe. Uh, Zambia is one of the few uh, countries in the world that took in Jewish people during and before the Holocaust. And if you came to my country, everything was built by Jewish people. The first capital city of Zambia was actually uh, founded by Jewish people, there's, uh, and that is Livingstone. And uh, there's a Jewish museum there, a cemetery, and uh, the first synagogue that was built in my country. Even the current uh, capital city, Lusaka, was uh, established by Jewish people. Uh, sadly, 1973, during the Yom Kippur Wars, our country decided to, you know, to side with the wrong side and uh, nationalized Jewish businesses, and many of our Jewish people left. Six months later, the economy collapsed. You're talking of over 80% unemployment. We lived the scripture which says, our blessed also bless Israel and curse those who curse Israel. The great God of Israel does not play with words. He means whatever he says. 
And um, we've been uh, reaching out to this uh, 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 great community in Zambia. And uh, I just received a call uh, this one time from the leader of the community in my country. He was like, oh, I need to see you. I was like, okay, well, what have we done now? And, uh, well, we met. Once in a while, we have this great relationship. I don't know how to put it where sometimes they accept us, sometimes no. But we are proud of who we are. We believe in Yeshua. And uh, he called me, we met, and he was like, listen, we, we sat down as a council for Zambian Jewelry, and uh, we decided that uh, the benches from the first uh, Jewish uh, synagogue, which uh, was built 100 years ago, we wanted to give those to you guys, the Messianic Jewish congregation. I was like, what? So they gave us these beautiful benches with name plates and all that. And my prayer is that, Lord, now send the people. <laughs> send our people. We have the place for them to sit. Yeah, so we are just excited. And uh, we've also continued to also reach out to, to those who, who want to know more about our God and uh, our people. We have this tribe, I've shared about them, uh, the Goa tribe. Uh, the queen of the Goa, uh, some years back, gave her life to the Lord, went to Israel. And when she came back, she decided that uh, herself and the entire tribe, 50,000, will give up on their tribal gods and follow the God of Israel. Yes, yes. And we've been ministering to her. At first, when she made that decision, she's got about 44 elders. Only two stood with her. And we told her that you've made the right decision. You can never be wrong. Just watch the, the space. The God you have chosen, he'll help you. And as I speak right now, over 40 of our elders have come to faith. They stand with her. The entire tribe has done away with the tribal gods and they worship the Holy One of Israel today. Amen. Amen. Yes, we, we are also reaching out to other people as well. Sometimes the Lord opens uh, strange doors for us uh, in the eastern part of Zambia. Uh, we, uh, we've been reaching out to Muslims, and these are people who call. It's like, we want to know about your God. And you know, the God of Israel stands in a class of his own coming from a place where there are over 200 gods. You never hear of a God who claims ownership. Right now, in the, in the Torah, in the parasha, we are in Bereshit. We're talking of a reading on how the Lord brought everything into existence. This is the God of Israel. He's, he's just in a class of his own. His values are different. He's not only God in Israel, but he's God over the entire universe. And uh, these people want to know about this God. You never hear of anything like love outside of the God of Israel. You never hear of anything like forgiveness outside of the God of Israel. And uh, some of these people will try to try to understand and they'll contact us. I remember being contacted by an imam, and uh, this is a Muslim leader, uh, and he was like, oh, I need you to come and tell my people about your God. I was like, wow, I don't know if I want to come. I can write everything down, you know. And he's like, you know, they're so excited. They want to know. Uh, my wife was like, you know what? 
only the Lord can open such a door. You have to go. I was like, Faye, you know, I may not come back. She's like, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but anyway, I went there. About 500 Muslims gathered together. I shared about this amazing God. Shared about our Yeshua. And not only that, there are stories circulating in the Muslim world on how Yeshua has been appearing to people who have never read a Bible, never met a Christian or a Jewish person, appearing to them, telling them, Israel is my firstborn, and they're coming to faith. I shared with them, about a hundred of them came to faith. They were like, you know what, you have to mikvah, baptize us right now. I was like, okay, guys, it's getting late. Can we do it the next day? They were like, no, there's a stream nearby. Let's go there. We went to this little stream and they were throwing all these rocks. I was like, what are you guys doing? You know, in, in Africa, we have a lot of crocodiles, so you just don't walk to a stream. And they were like, oh, we're trying to scare them away. And I was like, no, you are calling them in, you know. Yeah, but one by one, they received the Messiah of Israel. This is a Messiah you worship. He's not a feeling. He is the truth. It's not about how we feel or what people say. It's about what our God says about himself. As a matter of fact, the great God of Israel is not what, when we talk about him, he is who he says he is. So we, as Rabbi Kevin said, we also have an orphanage and a day school. Uh, Africa has been plagued with so much uh, disasters. We have over 52 million orphans on the continent. And these are kids without any help at all. In my country, we have about 3 million orphans, 15-year-olds taking care of their younger siblings. And uh, only about 130,000 receive some form of help. So the Lord has blessed us over the years. We started with a small number, uh, about 100 this time around, we are close to 400. Yeah, we've uh, built a school from first grade. Uh, this year, we, we reached uh, to 12th grade. We teach them how to read and write, and we provide food. We don't impose our faith on them, but we tell them the, the reason why we do what we do with, with them, because of our God who cares for the orphan, for the widow, and above all, for his people Israel. Yeah, so uh, many of these kids have fallen in love with Yeshua. And uh, some of them are part of our worship team at home. And uh, when it comes to academics, the Lord has blessed this, these kids. You know, when you teach kids the biblical values of hard work, respect for authority, and, uh, you know, you, you begin to see results. Our school made up of orphans is tops when it comes to academics. Yeah, out of 58 schools, we're at the very top in academics. Yeah, and uh, this year, the Lord has begun to also show us some fruit. Uh, one of the kids who has been coming to our school, he came to us uh, in second grade. He used to walk like two hours every day coming to our school. Uh, worked so hard, went all the way to 12th grade and uh, got the highest grades in the country. And uh, the Lord opened the door, got a sponsorship, went to aviation school. And before I came to your great country, he received uh, his license as a pilot. Yeah, so our God is just amazing. 
And I want to thank the teens again for supporting this young guy. He's now in ninth grade. My message today is waiting upon the Lord. Waiting upon the Lord. We must remember that our God has a plan for you, for me, for this congregation, for our movement. Our God has a plan for Israel. And he thinks through things. His work is already done before he even begins it. But there comes a time when most of us find ourselves waiting, waiting upon the Lord. And uh, this is a time that the enemy will try to use to discourage us and begin to make us think maybe ours is a lost cause. I just want to encourage you that waiting is part of our faith. It is in the waiting room that the Lord renews our strength, renews our resolve, renews our relationship with Him. Isaiah 40, verse 31. Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not get tired. They'll walk and not become weary. It's true there's a lot beyond our numbers, beyond our resources, abilities. And I believe whatever is beyond us is in the hands of our, of our God. Whatever we are able to do, we can do that. But whatever is beyond us, we must be patient to leave that in the hands of the Lord. It's happening a lot in the body of Yeshua today that many are creating and, uh, you know, all these sp uh, artificial uh, uh, spiritual encounters. We need to wait on the Lord if we want to see the genuine. As a movement, the Lord has given us great promises. And the promises of our God, they always seem impossible. When you look at this world, you begin to wonder if at all, one day, all these nations will gather in Jerusalem. All these nations will take hold of him who is a Jew, I believe a Messianic Jew, saying, we want to know about your God. Our God is in the business of impossibilities. And this is where faith kicks in. But our faith is always, there's always a time to wait. Our father Abraham waited for 25 years for Isaac to be born. And this was a son of the promise. And Isaac waited 20 years for our father Jacob and his twin brother Esau to be born. What do we do during this time of waiting? I believe what we do as we wait determines the outcome of our waiting. But this is a time to take hold of the great promises the Lord has given to each one of us. He's promised, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Remember, you're not here by mistake or chance. You're here by, by divine design. The Lord is very clear. You did not choose me. I chose you. He's the one who came looking for you and me. You're here because of him. And he has promised to finish what he began in your life. We are imperfect people, but we serve a perfect and merciful God. 
and he's going to help us if we just fall into his arms. In Zechariah 8, verse 23, we have this amazing promise. The great God of Israel could have done it by himself. He created the universe by himself, said the word, and everything came into place. But when it comes to the salvation of people, he wants you and I to be involved. This is why when he looks at you and me, he says, you are the light. And it's important to look at ourselves through his eyes, not through what the, the world is uh, uh, projecting on us. In Zechariah 8.23, thus says Adonai Tzephaot, In those days it will come to pass that ten men from every language of the nations will grasp the corner of the garment of a Jew, saying, Let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. And if you look at the world, we're talking of over eight billion people. And many of these people are against, you know, against Israel, against our faith. But our God, when he says something, it will come to pass. Are we ready for that? As individuals, are we ready to tell others about our God, what he has done in our lives, what he has done in Scripture? what he has promised. The Holy One of Israel is a God who foretell, predict the future, and you see everything happen as according to his word. You are part of his plan, an important part of his plan, and the enemy is scared. He knows your potential, and he will try to discourage you. He will try to bring fear. These are not the days to fear. With all that is happening, with all that is being said, there's a lot of insanity coming out from some of these people who hurt Israel. But you can never reason with insanity. This is a time to remember that with God, we are in the majority. With Him, it's a done deal. But are we ready for the promises? This is a time to ask him to deal with us. He says, he's the porter, we are the clay. If we allow him, he will mold us into the image of his son, Yeshua. And Isaiah 40, 28, all the way to 31. As we wait upon him, may we try to find out more about our God. Our God is just simply amazing. Isaiah 40, 28. To 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Adonai is a eternal God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not grow tired or weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives strength to the weary, and the one without vigor he adds might. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall, but they who wait for Adonai will renew their strength. They'll soar up with wings as eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not be faint. As we wait for the Lord, we must also remember that our God has got timing. You live in a country where everything is instant. You know, we sometimes want things there, uh, right there and then. But we must remember that his timing is always the best. 
He will work according to his schedule. He will not show up early. He will not show up late. But our God will always be on time. As we wait for him, may we condition ourselves to say, in your time, may it be so. As we wait for our God, may we wait with expectancy. Are we expecting him to move? How real is our God in our lives? I remember I met this Muslim guy. Our ministry, we've seen two imams come to Yeshua. And uh, I met this one guy who had a vision of Yeshua. I never preached to him. The Lord did everything. And uh, he, he was just hungry and thirsty. He wanted to know about this God. He was so upset with himself that he had missed the truth all his life. And my experience has been, was I able to tell him more about my God so that he could hold on to him? This is a time to, to, spend, to spend our time in Scripture to get to know more of our God. He's beyond all investigation, but we can know enough of him to change and encourage ourselves. We sometimes preach increase, but are we ready for the increase that the Lord has promised us? As we wait for the Lord, may we be expectant. This is a time also to stand on the scriptures which he has given us. And I'll read another scripture here, Psalms 130 verse 5. I wait for Adonai, my soul waits. And in his word, I hope. My soul waits for my Lord, more than watchmen for the morning, watchmen for the morning. O Israel, wait for Adonai, for with Adonai there is loving kindness, and with him is full redemption. And he will redeem Israel from all its iniquities. As we wait, may we stand in his strength and power. Our God is powerful. There's no one like him. No one can pause his will. No one can stand in his way. No one can stop him from what he wants to do for Israel and for you. We must remember that he is the first cause. He is the effective cause. Our God is the last cause. He does not need permission to do whatever he needs to do. He owns everything. This is a time to have confidence in the person of our God. This is a time to know that there's nothing beyond our God. He's able to do everything and anything. And as we stand on his strength, we are not going to despair. We are not going to be troubled or fear. This is also a time to seek our God, to have more of Him, to allow Him to just take up that place in our hearts that, that should only belong to Him. 
this is a time to remember that our God listens to prayer. And our God stands on the side of his people, Israel. Lamentations 3 verse 25, Adonai is good to those who wait for him, to the soul that seeks him. Waiting time is not wasted time. As we wait for him, we're not wasting our time. The Lord wants us to continue living our lives, to live life as it should be lived as we wait for him. We should go for work, go to school, but be expectant. Galatians 6 verse 9, So let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we don't give up. This is a time to be true to our faith. This is a time to stand with our people. This is, our this is a time to, to show our faith in Yeshua. And Isaiah 30 verse 18, Therefore Adonai is, going to be, is longing to be gracious to you, thus he will be exalted, so he may have mercy on you. For Adonai is, is, a, is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. Our God is a God of vengeance. Whoever touches Israel touches the apple of his eye. And the Lord will not rest unless those people repent and change. But vengeance is from him. As we wait, let's praise our God. Let's worship our God. You remember the words of Yeshua. He came looking. He, he told us that our Heavenly Father, he's, the Heavenly Father looks for uh, worshipers. And the enemy wants to take us away from worship, make us busy with everything else. This is a time to worship our God. As we bow before him, we are walking in our fulfillment. This is why we were born, to honor him, to worship him. As we obey him, we advance his kingdom. We push back darkness. This is a time, as I said earlier on, to look at ourselves through his eyes. You are not a victim. You are a victor. Scripture is clear. You are more than conquerors because of Yeshua. This is a time to praise our God. The enemy wants us to be gloomy. Of course, we'll mourn our loved ones, but we'll still praise our God. This is a time to share what he has done for you. You're born for such a time as this. Why did he choose this time, this country, this community? because these work for you. And whatever you do for your God is never wasted. One man's obedience leads to another man's salvation. As you obey, the Lord will use that to bring more light into, into this world. It's not about numbers, it's about Him. It's about our Messiah. Yeshua tells us, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. We know how it will all end. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess before the great God of Israel. 
May you continue to be a light. May you continue to worship your God. May you continue to be proud of your God. The world, yes, they may have the numbers, but you have the Holy One of Israel. The world may say whatever they can do, but only His will stands. And for that we praise Him. So Bethlehem, you are a pillar in the movement. You're a pillar in this country. You have a great rabbi who I admire. May you continue to be one and fulfill the mission that the Almighty called you to fulfill. Shabbat Shalom. I tell you, what a blessing that is. And you can see why I love this guy, man. He just, I, I was in the back there and I'm like, man, it's just golden nugget after golden nugget. And just, but wondering uh, if you could, wondering if you could pray for our congregation, especially in terms of waiting, <laughs> like, like you talked about, you know, I think that's really hard for us all, especially here in America. I mean, you know, I, I know for me, I, sometimes I get frustrated when a drive through takes too long and how sad is that? You know, it's a drive-through. You don't even have to get out of your car for crying out loud. You know? It's like, come on, what's this drive-through taking so long for? And uh, that's pretty embarrassing. But uh, but the point is, is that we need to wait. And 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 to uh, I like how he said, waiting time is not wasted time. Uh, that really spoke to me, and that's hard to receive, honestly. Uh, but but maybe you could pray for us all just to to learn to to learn to wait on the Lord. Thank you, Rabbi. Shall we pray? Avinu Makenu, our Father, our King. Lord, we bless you because there's no one like you. We love you because you first loved us. Lord, we know. You, you gave us the word that whatever we ask in your name, Yeshua, it shall be given to us. Lord, we pray for patience, Lord. Patience with our loved ones, the way you've been patient with each one of us. Help us to be patient with others. Patient, patience with our children, Lord, our spouses. Patience, Lord, even as we save you, Lord, with our congregation, our leaders, our flock. Help us, Father God, to know what we should be doing as we wait, praising you and loving on one another, Lord, loving your city, Jerusalem, Lord, and praying for the salvation of our people. Help us, Lord, to know that you know what you are doing. You never waste time and Lord, help us to just fall in, into your arms and allow you to mold us into the likeness of your Son, Messiah Yeshua. Bless this congregation, Father. This congregation belongs to you. You bought it with the blood of your Son, Yeshua. You love this congregation, Father. Lord, as they're praying and asking for many things, one of them waiting, Lord. Lord, 
May you answer. Answer, Lord. And we thank you because you're, you're a living God, Lord. We don't talk to a tree or to a stone. We talk to a God who lives, a God who knows. And therefore, Lord, we love you. Thank you, Lord. Beshem Yeshua. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethhalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L dot O-R-G. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Nine, 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 nine.